find like Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one small note before our bridge performance of A Few Good Men. Tonight, uh, the part of Daniel Caffey will be played not by Tom Cruise, unfortunately, but by Batman. Let's listen. You want answers? I'm Batman. I think I'm entitled to. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Son, you don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that podcast. You need me on that podcast. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a microphone and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a darn how many listeners you think you're entitled to. Did you release the episode? I did the job I did. you release the episode? You're Gotham right I did. Great. Then you can listen to episode number 82 of the Retro Rewind Podcast. It's about time. Alice, boot it up. Retro Rewind Podcast initialized. Mission identified. A few good men, 1992. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. All systems nominal. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago, so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 81. There you can leave us a comment on this episode. Uh, you can find links to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can also find links to support us on Patreon and PayPal. Uh, speaking of which, we'd like to thank, for this episode, our reflex capacitor was uh, given a really good argument, and it was acquitted of all charges in that nuclear incident that we won't talk about. Uh, thanks to our patrons, Brian Keating, Two Dudes in a Nest, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, and a secret patron as well. Thank you guys so much for helping us uh, work toward getting all our web and media hosting paid for. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and dig the defenders of Dawson and Downey. And I predicted A Few Good Men would be a, not a nostalgic, a classic movie. What was I saying? And I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, co-hosts, and fellow human being, Paul, the master interrupter powers. Hi, Paul. Hello. <laughs> I'm sorry, you want more? <laughs> I, was ex- okay. I was anticipating more, and then it just like fell flat. Uh, Paul, my trivial question for you is... I know how to sidestep those kind of major things. Nice. Uh, <laughs> the original Aaron Sorkin play was in, of A Few Good Men was inspired by an actual, by an actual Code Red at Guantanamo Bay. Lance well, it wasn't actually a Code Red, per se. It this was is from IMDb, so... Well, do, according to Wikipedia, it's, it was from a hazing. Okay. <clears throat> well, then, a Code Red-like event. Yes. Lance Corporal David Cox and nine other enlisted men tied up a fellow Marine and severely beat him for snitching to the Naval Criminal Investigative Service. Cox was acquitted and later honorably discharged. Uh, Then in 1994, David Cox mysteriously vanished and his bullet-ridden body was found three months later. His murder remains unsolved. Oh, that's sad. You see where my question is coming here, Paul? The you see where I'm going? You know. No. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. 
No, I was curious. <laughs> uh, Paul, were you a fan of Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack? No. It okay. made the world a more depressing place. Oh. All right. I always found it intriguing. but Intriguing, yes, but... More depressing? Like, yes, yeah. sir. Well, we'd like to welcome back to the show. We have an, a guest this time, as opposed to last time with Uncle Buck. I would like to welcome back to the show, Nate Henderson. Hi, Nate. Hey, guys. How you doing? Doing quite well. How about yourself? Great. I'm very glad to be back for yet another episode of this fabulous podcast. Aw. Thank you. Thank you for stroking our egos. Hey, not a problem. Your check's in the, the mail. Check is in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Nate, I don't. I forget if I've ever asked you what your favorite movie genre is. So, will you tell us that? Uh, you know what? I think you you have. Oh, okay. And, and I said, I said it's it's very. That is so hard for me to narrow it down. I'd have to say that's why I can't remember. I'd have to say just good old action adventure. All I'll right, leave it at that. cool. Yeah. I'll be sure to ask you next time you're on because I need something different. It has <laughs> well, to just I'll change be it up different. every time. Okay, that mysteries, works. <laughs> nothing but mysteries. I love I love a good romance, really. That's, that's right. That's, <laughs> <laughs> um, and since I forgot, Paul, what was your prediction for a few good men? Well, here we go again with a movie I had not seen. What? Before. I thought you yeah. had what? seen this before. Oh, that's a travesty. Oh, I well, didn't realize that. There's a few on our list that we decided that you and I, ha- I mean, that you and I hadn't seen, and we when we put them on there, we're like, well, we'll space them out so that they're few and far between. <laughs> and then we had the voters take over, uh, the listeners take over the voting, what they want to hear next, and the voting just happened to line up pretty close to the jerk, which I also hadn't seen before. All right, so okay, so you didn't have a prediction, fair enough. No, but the way everyone's talking about, it, it's got to be a classic. <laughs> <laughs> It's been, it's been nothing but built up for 24 years. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, Paul, uh, not Paul, Nate, my trivial Aww. question for you is, hmm. uh, when searching for an appropriate setting for the trial, the producers learned that regular military courtrooms are plain and featureless offices. Yes. 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 In order to create <laughs> a more photogenic setting, they settled Great. on a vacant courtroom in an empty courthouse. Uh, Nate, my question for you is, have you ever anticipated going someplace and were very let down by how it looked when you got there? <laughs> you mean besides the Chuck E. Cheese? Um, <laughs> this Sistine Chapel, oh. I don't know what people are talking about. <laughs> no, have uh, you been to a Chuck E. Cheese recently? Oh, and there, it's, it's sad. Yeah, it is sad. It's very oh. sad. Yeah, animatronic mice just yes. uh, yeah. on, their, on the down on the down slide. <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to think. You know, that's interesting because I went to um, I went to uh, Washington D.C. when I was little, uh-huh. um, and I'm trying to think if there was like I'm sure there was some monument or something that we went to. I'm trying to like think yeah, yeah. that that I you think is like much more grandiose than it's going to be. Sure, yeah. And it's not. You know, I mean, I, okay. I'll I, let's just say the, the, the Constitution. I think the Constitution was kind of like a because for me, you know, I was in eighth grade, mm-hmm. and so for me, it was just looking. I'm like, oh, some pieces of paper. You know, everybody's <laughs> just like, oh, the Constitution. It's like it's encased in glass, bulletproof glass, and I'm like thinking, sweet. And I, I just like saw a couple of. I, I even forget what it was. It, was, it just was very anticlimactic for me. Uh, and I, was, gotcha. I don't know. I was expecting the the Constitution to grow limbs and just start <laughs> running around and. At least glow I, I don't in know. the dark. At least glow exactly. Turn off the lights in here. Let's make some action happen. No, but it's yeah. That that was probably 
that was that was disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah, I'd but, be in awe, but back then you're you know you're a you're a 14 year old brat, so you don't exactly. You don't I mean, even yeah. Nick Cage can steal it. So. I was, was going right. say, how hard can it be? Where's the, where's the map on this thing? I, I saw it in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, but very. I'll, I have an answer for that. This is very similar. Is the Mona Lisa? If you've ever seen it in real life. It's I've kind heard, of a letdown. Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it's a letdown for sure. Yeah. Is it because yeah. you have to stand behind tons of people to get to it? And no, uh, the f- it's it's small. It is oh, tiny. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, like bar- it's bigger than like a eight and a half by eleven paper, but it's smaller than a ledger, like uh, eleven by seventeen. Oh, okay, it's wow. smaller than eleven by seventeen. I believe so. Whoa. I could be wrong. I could That's be wrong crazy. in that, but it is a lot smaller than you think it is. Sure, right. It's like people on TV. They seem taller, but they're, <laughs> what? You're five foot. How is that? So. Oh, Mark, da Vinci, Mark yeah. da Vinci was lazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and Nate, before we get to the course that Paul's going to enter for us, what was your prediction for A Few Good Men? Uh, I predicted that it would be a classic. Awesome. All right, Paul, take it away. All right, Alice, let's have a roundtable discussion on A Few Good Men and... Uh, Let's return to see what we've been up to lately in our YouTube segments and stick around for some announcements. Announcements, announcements, announcements. Alert, alert, target located. Spoilers incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. You assault Santiago with the intent of killing him. No, sir. What was your intent? To train him, sir. A Few Good Men is a masterpiece, the first true classic of the 90s. It's a drama of compelling power. This is Tom Cruise at his best. Jack Nicholson gives his finest performance, and Demi Moore has never been better. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! A Few Good Men, a Rob Reiner film. At theaters now. In a world where there are theaters... The movie no. theater movie announcer guy does a trailer for a few good men, and the retro rewind podcast does a memory mind meld, which Paul didn't send me. Liar, liar! Pants on fire. <laughs> PFC Santiago is given a red alert and dies, causing two other lance corporals, Dawson and other guy, to be charged with murder. Meanwhile, Tom Cruise is a baseball-loving lawyer who doesn't play by the rules. Tom Cruise, Demi Moore, and Kevin Pollack visit a military base to investigate a strange death. While there, they face off against the Joker and Jack Bauer. They also do a lot of lawyering versus Bacon to figure out if the Red Alert was an order from Jack Bauer via the Joker. Cruise and the Joker do a lot of yelling at each other in court, and Maverick is able to get Jessup to admit to giving the order of the Code Red. Um, uh, somewhat right. (laughs) Well, I mean, the Joker wasn't in it, and Maverick wasn't. (laughs) You must not have seen the director's cut. Oh, yeah, that's (laughs) true. I think Tom Cruise uh, pretty much played by the rules, no? Uh, well, yes, he played in certain, well, 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 let's talk about that in a bit. Yes. All right. All right. All right. right. Uh, Paul, technically speaking, how is this movie made? All right. A Few Good Men is a play written by Aaron Sorkin and it was produced on Broadway in 1989. It tells the story of military lawyers and court martial, just like the movie, but before then. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> it was live. Um, it won some awards and got some nominations. Well, can you give us the technicals for the movie, maybe, Paul? Oh, you want the well? Yeah, uh, let's do that. How about that? Let's. A uh, few good men is uh, released in theaters in on December eleventh, nineteen ninety two. So it's a Christmas movie. Ah, oh, it, it feels runs, like Christmas. Uh, no, yeah, it two hours and eighteen movie, uh, eighteen minutes. Wow, eighteen movie. movies, huh? Wow, that's that's a big commitment. <laughs> yeah, and it's rated R. I hope they can keep that up. Uh, it's directed by Rob Reiner. Now this is is that Carl Reiner, Paul, or Rob Reiner? This is the Princess Bride Reiner, right? Yes, yes, correct. (laughs) All right, just making sure. Okay, and it was uh, written by Aaron Sorkin based on his play. It stars Tom Cruise, Jack Nicholson, Demi Moore, Kevin Bacon, Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin Pollock. Uh, Also, it stars a young Noah Wiley and uh, Cuba Cuba Gooding Jr. Jr. Before. Tom Cruise was yelling at him to get an Oscar to show more money. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. The budget of this film uh, was about $40 million, and it went on to gross almost $250 million worldwide. Wow. For an R, for an R movie, well done. Did and it? over $71 million in rentals alone. Wow. What were you going to ask, Nate? Does it say what they paid Jack Nicholson? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, he had thirty-five million, <laughs> while Tom Cruise took Dude, five. I, I seriously it, wouldn't doubt it. Everyone else got a Snickers bar, so <laughs> half a Snickers good. bar. Yeah, they had to yeah. split it. Well, you yeah. know, that's as good as it gets. Uh, 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 that's what it costs for a few good men, I guess. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm a wolf with these jokes, guys. Oh, oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. Let's You're such a joker. Uh, ah, nice. Uh, well someone flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, guys. I'm getting a shining right now. Okay, now let's be done. Let's talk about the things we loved about yeah, this movie. Yeah, Witches of East. Wait, wait that doesn't okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we departed from that segment. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> let's talk about the things we loved or just liked about A Few Good Men. And let's begin with our guest, Nate. Um, I love the way it opens up with the, uh, the, the, the unit marching and, uh, and in sync. I'm not sure what the formal term is, but all the... The, the marching the, band and then the, the drill The marching corps and then the, uh, the formations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the guns. They, uh, that was really that was rifles. really cool. Yeah, I thought you're. I thought it, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go, please. <laughs> go, was, you go. You first. I was gonna say. I thought you were gonna say. I left out open with these two guys beating up this other kid. In no, the no. Bed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean like open. The I'm title sorry. sequence. I, yeah. I like credits. the title sequence with the the marching, and yes. I just I like military marching bands, and mm-hmm. I like um, I just love the coordination and the discipline it takes to do the the. I, again, I don't know the formal terms because I'm ignorant, but. Just the the gun twirling and all that stuff, um, yeah, very very cool. And I thought it was it was kind of very symbolic of like the the theme of discipline in the movie. So yeah, hmm. I didn't pick up on that, but you're right. Good. Yeah, huh. I I I actually wrote down that I didn't like the opening because I thought it was a little too long. It was like yeah yeah these guys are doing their thing, <laughs> but. 
by the end, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. I can see where they're going. Okay, it's well, interesting by itself. Besides a movie, yeah. You yeah. Know? And, and if like, I didn't, and, and, if I didn't want to get into the movie, I was like, well, okay, this is interesting. If you, but, think, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> But what saves it is the line later that Tom Cruise says, like, what do, what do we have here? All we do is march around and we have parades and, and marching bands. And yeah. yeah, so it ties it back to the they beginning and it really, yeah. it really brings it in and it makes it really necessary for that to have that mm-hmm. people, the audience to have yeah. that in the mind. Well, so. and if, if you think about it, too, you, you have to think about the mentality of 1992. These people hadn't seen The Matrix yet. So this was like pretty... <laughs> This was pretty – they hadn't seen Jurassic Park. So, I mean – and, and they, we were just coming off of the 80s, which was like 100%, go military, like Top Gun and everything. So That's a good point. In 1992, yeah. people were probably riveted by just this formation. So if they had never seen it in mm-hmm. person, you know. So, I mean, yeah. I, I hear what you're saying, Paul. Totally. Yeah, I know for me, I still love seeing the, – the marching man part, not so much. Uh, but right. the the guys uh, twirling the guns, just going like seeing the hands move down the line and up the line, and just everything in that. And I feel like yeah. Major Pain, going back to that movie that we covered, I feel like they were trying to do something akin to that. I almost feel like their ending sequence with their sort of a formation, I forget what it's called, uh, but the one that Tiger leads. I th- feel like they were trying to homage. A few good oh, men yeah. in some way. Interesting. I, yeah. I always, I don't know if there's any validity to that, but that's what I, I Could felt. Uh, Paul, what's something you liked about this movie? Um, I let. I only have a, f- a few things written down, so. But there are lots of good things. So. Okay. Okay. I was gonna be like, oh no, here yeah. we go. But one of those major major things that is really well that I enjoyed was the cast. It's a, it's a big cast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, it was enjoyable to see all these different actors playing all these different roles. And, and, and just like, just seeing to me more Kevin Bacon and Tom Cruise in, in, I think they're coming out of a gym and I was like, wow, this is so eighties right here. <laughs> Even though it's like early nineties. <laughs> it was still fun to see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I something I put down was just so many character actors in this movie. I mean, you had the the main title stars, but there are like tons of just faces I would recognize. This was the yeah. first role for a few different people. Like, um, there's one guy who was not, went on to be in some other Aaron Sorkin projects, uh, West Wing and The American President, and um, he's the the aide for Jessup. He's the one that says Tom. Come on here. Uh, get the president on the phone. Tell him we're abandoning our position in Cuba. And he's like, yes, oh, sir. Oh, yeah. And so that kid is in other Aaron Sorkin uh, properties. Yeah, he, uh, uh, Josh, Josh Molina. Yes, very good actor. that's what it very, is. That's very his good name. actor. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it was just cool having, I mean, I didn't recognize pretty much anyone except for Tom Cruise and maybe Jack Nicholson when, uh, when this came out, when I first saw it. Um, as an impressionable kid, like most kids should, you know, let's see, I would have been (laughs) at a ripe old age, uh, ripe old age of 11. Um, but, but nowadays, soaking up those rated R movies (laughs) preteen. Yeah. Yeah, There's a whole backstory to that, but, uh, uh, but it's really cool now with my, my agedness 
going back and seeing, oh, I recognize all these people. Wow, it's so cool yeah. that they're in one movie. It's like cool. pre-Avengers, kind of. Not really. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because ER hadn't happened yet for yep. Noah Wiley, and yeah. Jerry Maguire was a good five years away. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to Nate. What's something else you liked? Um, I loved Kevin Pollock's character mm. in his dynamic with uh danny tom cruise yeah um i loved like just kind of the humor and the repartee that they had and the fact that he i love the way he lent clarification to everything tom cruise was confused about and he just did it in a very matter of fact you know that's when somebody fires over the fence line like it's just it yeah it just it it, it was it was just funny all the energy the interchanges because throughout pretty much like uh, the first half of the movie he's always kind of looking to him like what's that what's the guy saying yeah like, yeah and he was just so quick he's like he's like just a walking military dictionary <laughs> and, and he that's knows guantanamo he, bay i knew that <laughs> he knows that he knows that daniel is super good at what he does but he also knows that he's so fresh off the the boat that he doesn't he needs to get caught up to speed on all this military yeah. stuff. So I just thought the relationship, the way they kind of supported each other was really cool. Yeah, they're totally great counterpoints to one another. They yeah. definitely, they're a symbiotic relationship, so to speak. Yeah. So to speak, but I kind of disagree. Okay. I thought, <laughs> no, well, I honestly, I thought, I thought that, I thought it was sad. The way he was helping him so much, and yet Tom Cruise didn't treat him that well, I felt. Oh, I felt like he tried... But I'll get into that well, later. Okay. I'll get more I, into that later. I, I like, I'm with Nate. I like their relationship. I felt like. Most people do. I felt I, like I it was a, a wiser person that didn't yes. like have the, that this is necessarily like the, the key, the young, you know how young people have uh, like the, the young spot. people of today. Well, no, they have a lot more energy typically, or just more like mm-hmm. even your, you have, a sh- uh, I forget what it's called, like short muscle reflexes or muscle fibers that enables like people, Olympians to sprint as quickly as they do. And, um, whereas as you get older, you're typically doing more like marathon type things. Cause you have like long stretch. Mu- I'm totally blowing <laughs> what this is called. I know there's a difference between <laughs> different muscle groups though. Or different right. types of muscle, right. and you lose one when you're young. But well, anyway, if he was so great. Then why didn't he lead? Because, like Nate was saying, he didn't have the plethora of experience that Kevin Pollock's um, Kevin Pollock had. No, but, but Kevin Pollock didn't have the dy- dy- dynamicism, dynam, whatever dynamics. Dyna- sure, the dynamics that Tom Cruise's uh, Danny had. Yeah. Well, and they also make a comment too about how. The reason they most likely selected uh, Danny to lead everything was because he his method was to go right to arguing out of court and never. Mm-hmm. And so, so he was so good at just just Pity getting party things real quick, yeah. fast food, uh, you know, settlement that uh, that they needed him to to kind of just sweep this under the rug. Basically, I get that, but which is a good. I I enjoyed that plot point mm-hmm. and how he overcame that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's I, – I found myself frustrated. as like, why are you even listening to him? You know, like, Why is Tom Cruise listening to him or why no, is Kevin Pollock listening why to Why is Kevin Pollock listening to him? Because he was – I mean, they're in the military, well, so we'll they are following – All right, all right, all right, all right. 
but I did like that dynamic of the, uh, or like I said, that plot point of where Tom Cruise realized that, oh, I'm, I'm being set up here to uh-huh. play this role and I'm going to mm-hmm. go against it. Yeah. 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 And uh, speaking of Tom Cruise, I, I thought he had great chemistry with pretty much everyone. I mean, regardless of his, uh, uh, Demi Moore or Kevin Pollack or that's why they Kevin paid Bacon. him the five million. <laughs> <laughs> but I just Snickers bar. I I thought I I loved seeing him in this role. I felt like he he had a, a really good arc. I thought that mm. he played quiet well and and excited well and and frustrated and drunk. I he I felt like he played on so many levels in this that he didn't so much in like things like Top Gun or. Even Edge of Tomorrow, I, I felt like Edge of Tomorrow. It was like the flip side of this guy, almost. Hmm. Like they're we both military the course, guys. We are dead. We are all dead. I don't. I've only seen that movie once. Is that a line from Uh-oh. that movie? I think so. Okay. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> that or Steel Magnolias, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wow. Uh, let's jump back to uh, Nate. Uh. I put. I'm glad that they didn't play up any sort of really romantic angle between Danny and Joanne. They did. Well, no, not really. Not like, there was going to be more. Actually, like they were. They were hinting at it. <clears throat> hinting. They said, "Oh, you're asking me out." Then no. Well, well actually, I mean, yeah. I thought and that then, was done. I thought that was done playfully, and then at the at the quote unquote date. They they basically kind of came to a mutual respect of one another, and I think mm-hmm. both realized right then and there that this is probably not going any further than any sort of than what than the relationship we've developed professionally. Mm-hmm. I didn't that's, get that. That's the In fact, the I smile at the end at the end of the movie, she has that big grin. He's like, "All right, now that that's out of the way, let's take this <laughs> to another level." Well, they were so according to IMDb, they were going to film the the ending was going to be them like. I think really? him asking her on a date or, or them going out on a date. Interesting. So, but I'm with Nate. I'm glad that the the romance element was either not there, which I agree yeah. it wasn't, or it was very much underplayed. Uh, I, I wish I think they would have taken just did, it more I, out. I think it would have detracted from what they were trying to do with the movie. Yeah, um, totally. I, I, but I, 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 I felt agree like it detracted was, from the movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the little that there was is too much. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, but I really appreciated Jones, Joanne's, was it Joanne's? Joanne, yeah. Uh, Demi Moore's character, the honesty and authenticity of her character. I felt like she yeah. was this impassioned, like lawyer who wasn't great at like all. I think the the guy in the game said, "All passion, no street smarts." Um, and I, I totally bought into her as that, and I I loved her caring for the other characters and. How she won? She's like, I'm gonna win. We're gonna win, and getting all excited about. It. I, I really, I really bought into her as, uh, as Joanne. So that was really cool. Uh, let's go to Paul. Do you have other? I've been sort of skipping you, Paul, as you may yeah, have noticed, since you said you didn't one. have much. Yeah. Okay, go for it. One before my my big one, okay. and that's the a- acting in this. Yes, top notch all around. Oh yeah. Uh, very believable and e- and very to have such a wide cast and mm-hmm. everybody plays played their role very differently. So each character stood out from another. There wasn't anyone even but even amongst the military guys where it's easy to be like carbon 
mm-hmm. uh, copy of other other people. Yeah. They all had very unique personalities. Which Absolutely. I thought was, uh, very well done and very well delivered and in a believable way. Could not agree more. Uh, yeah. how, how did you feel about that, though, Nate? Yeah, I just thought everybody... I I I don't have much more to add to that. I think Paul said it. Per- I think yeah. Paul said it very well. Everyone right. brought their A game for this. Yeah, year. they really did. I mean, there wasn't a single person I think that was. Uh, well, okay. Well, we'll get into that later. Okay. But <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> no, I was I was hoping that Kiefer Sutherland could have yeah. taken it a little bit more than what he was. Well, he was I, very cut and dry. I but, had yeah. down. That's one thing I enjoyed. I love that Kiefer Sutherland was pure. 100% military. Like I thought yeah. he just I actually I actually kind of like that because he was like the ultimate extreme of just don't question anything. Yeah. Like live or die military and he was like he was on the the very edge of the spectrum about to fall off almost yeah. of that. <laughs> Maybe I just wanted more dialogue from him. I wanted to hear a little bit more well, what he had to say. Yeah, there's I, two that's what there's two books on my bedside. The yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marine Corps Code of Conduct and King James Bible. In King James Bible. The only proper authorities <laughs> I'm aware of is Colonel, my C- command officer, Colonel Nathan R. Jessup, and the Lord our God. <laughs> I wish I had done yeah, that I, way more pure, but yeah, you get No, this. no, no, that was good. Yeah. I, I, I love, I love Kiefer as an actor, so I definitely want yes. to see more of him, too. Yeah, um, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah, that is that is a bummer. But you know, I can just watch the entire series of twenty four. <laughs> if I want to get my militant Kiefer fix on, there you which go. is still on my to do list. I have, yeah, I've I, been wanting to do that. I haven't yeah. seen twenty four either. So, uh, okay, cool guys. Uh, let's see. I have, I just have um, one more before my classic maker. Do you have a few more, uh, Nate? Or just your classic make it laugh? Um, I just thought they had some good... Uh, I, I mean, I could just say I just thought they had some good lines, some good <laughs> quips. Mm-hmm. Um, some, you know, like, like I'm going to charge him for possession. Possession of what? A condiment? Like, I don't know. <laughs> that just... Like, I just made me giggle, even if Absolutely. it was, like, cheesy. Um, it, or just like, you got authorization from Aunt Jenny? Jenny. Like, there's just... there. There's way... There's lines that Cruz delivered that I thought, you know, he... They, he made them more entertaining than they had any right to be. But, but he did, so... He usually yeah. takes someone hours to figure out. I'm yeah, no good. T- I'm not fit to handle defense. Oh come on, right. that's darn funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was yeah. No, so I I thought there was a good good delivery from him on all these just little one liners uh, that I thought was good. So well, then I'll jump off that with my classic maker because I felt like the writing was just I I loved the way this movie was written. I mm. I mean I, I'm not. I, I've never written a screenplay or anything like a movie, so I, I don't know if writing it's the right term, but I, I feel like this... I mean, I, I loved rewatching. Well, I thought... I liked the Ryan in this so much. I asked Christy, my wife, if she'd ever seen The West Wing, because I know Aaron Sorkin did The West Wing. And, oh, yeah. And Because I, I never had, and I almost felt like when it was on, I'm like, eh, I don't really want to hear about the president or what have you, but... Yeah. But drama, just drama, drama. re-experiencing this and knowing he was a part of that made me almost want to just watch that mm. for the Ryan. Though I could also go see the American President again, which I also really like. I uh, like that movie, yeah. Uh, but so the Ryan and how how I guess this may be more of a uh, a reflection of Rob Reiner, but how he's able to t- make this drama 
with no car chases or explosions, but it feels oh, like a roller coaster ride. I feel like oh, they're oh. they're they're charging ahead. Oh man, now the case just fell apart because the guy shot himself. Oh, here they go again. <laughs> I just I, I'm amazed at how they're able to do that. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, now let's go to Paul. What's your classic maker? Same thing. I wrote oh, down yeah? dialogue, but basically Aaron Sorkin's uh, script. I thought that. The di- well, basically, you know, the lines in this, like you were saying, Nate, is is really well written, and there's a lot of great arguments in there. Mm. So, and the way the story is paced and put together, so yeah, it's it's really well written. And uh, I do want to add one addendum to that because when I was looking through the trivia. Uh, apparently, someone else did a pass on the screenplay, uncredited. Um, but while I look that up, just so we can give that person a shout out, uh, Nate, what was your classic maker? Uh, it kind of ties in with what you guys were saying. Just the dialogue and the interchange. My mine specifically was the whole last scene between Caffey uh, and, and Jessup. Um, which is well, that's just, a long time to wait just for that one scene. Which is just electric. Well, I think I think <laughs> yeah. it. I think it uh, I mean, I think that scene is like a perfect example of how to write just something with like a slow build mm-hmm. with yeah. with tension, and the whole thing is just electric because of how good the actors are. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and and I think it's delivered so well, and I think it I think it would I think it's what stands out the most in people's minds for a reason because the writing was so good, mm-hmm. and um and because the actors decided to take what was written, and I'm not sure if they. Kind of ad libbed a little bit, but but they uh, they they just they hit a home run with it. So yeah, just the just the dialogue in general. That scene is a, an example of how good it is throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, so I found what I was looking for, and this actually reminds me of. Apparently, I totally forgot to mention one other thing I liked. So I'll first read this from IMDb again. Grain of salt. Uh, screenwriter William Goldman. Oh, nice. Did an who un- also did the Princess Bride. Who also did the Princess Bride. Uh, did an uncredited rewrite of the screenplay. Aaron Sorkin was so impressed by Goldman's new dialogue, as well as changes that tie in the story, that he rewrote and republished the play to incorporate the changes. Whoa. Nice. Yeah. So That's well what done. what happens when two giants get together. Exactly. And so what that reminded me of is I love that Christopher Guest, and this is the first time I, yes. I noticed... Christopher Guest was played Doctor Stone. I'm like, that, why do I know that person? And that then is Rob so, Reiner. Yeah, that is so funny that you said that because my wife started watching it with me last night, uh-huh. like about about a half an hour into the movie. Mm-hmm. And when then she said the exact same thing when she saw him. She's like, "Who is that?" I'm like, "Babe, that's Christopher Guest." And she was like, her mind was blown. She's yeah. like, she's she's like, he's such a chameleon. He blends into like <laughs> so many different things. And I'm like, I know he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. very cool. And for those and that may not be sure, ahead. Christopher Guest is the Six Fingered Man from uh, from uh, the Princess Bride. Is that what you're going to say, Paul? Count Rugen, yes. Yes. (laughs) Very good, very good. I just Uh, took a year off of Santiago's life. (laughs) (laughs) When Dan Manko has five, we're not really sure that'll do to you. Not to 50. (laughs) All right, guys. Not that this isn't fun being 
uh, quoting things, but let's get on to our feedback. Ending the podcast. No. <laughs> oh. Our feedback from Facebook. And I actually have uh, a special feedback piece, which I'm going to read first. Oh. Um, so Paul uh, hasn't been feeling the best recently. So um, unfortunately, last few podcasts, he's been bringing his A game, which is awesome. But in the event that he wasn't able to, uh, to do this tonight, my brother Katek, uh, who him and I grew up watching this movie, this was a lunch movie for us. If I don't know if you guys call it that, but essentially that means like, okay, you have like an hour or an hour and a half for lunch. Put, some, put something on. Okay, wherever A Few Good Men is in there, the videotape, just play it. It's good. You can just watch it from wherever because it's that good. <laughs> uh, so that's what we call our lunch movies. Anyway. So I'm going to read his... He essentially sent his memories for the Memory Mind Meld. And I'm just going to read them because they're fun. And I wanted to credit him for being prepared to pinch hit for Paul. So here's what Katek Ruiz said about If You Could Met. I remember the synth kind of music with the fence and the sunset sky. Tom Cruise playing softball with memories of his father haunting him. Kevin Bacon with his flat top haircut. Kiefer Sutherland being super religious and mean. White uniforms and tan uniforms, code reds and cover-ups. Jack Nicholson giving some of the longest monologues I can't even remember in a movie. And Demi Moore has great hair. (laughs) 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 Good thing she didn't have curly hair, I'd say. Um, uh, Finally, Katek says, I remember a lot more. Well, actually, the whole movie I can quote. So I can't write that all here. Uh, So thank you, Katek, so much for... uh, Again, being willing to pinch it if Paul can't make it and for sending us those memories. You uh, can't handle the monologue. <laughs> <laughs> now on to Facebook, which you can, uh, we usually post to Facebook, our Facebook group. Hey, we're going to cover this next movie. What are your memories? Join the, that group by going to retrorewindpodcast.com slash group. Anyway, Cleva Dagrate, Degrete, Degrate. I apologize for mispronouncing your name, uh, Cleva. Uh, He says, you want my memories? You can't handle my memories. (laughs) Uh, Then Valerie Powers, Paul's wife, says, intelligent, suspenseful drama, indeed. And then finally, Danae Berg. Danae Berg. It's Berg, like an iceberg. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. (laughs) Danae Berg, who... uh, her and Travis lent uh, me a few good men to watch. So thank you for lending us your copy. She says, I want to memorize Colonel Jessup's entire pre-confession speech. Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you could possibly fathom. Dot, dot, dot. Yes, that is a great speech. Work on memorizing that, Danae. Next time I see you, I'm going to say, okay, let's hear the speech. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and if she doesn't have it ready, pure did disappointment. You, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Danae, did you order the code red? Did you order the code red? Okay, guys. Uh, so he that's... pulls out a code red Mountain Dew. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Product placement. Nice. That's allergies. I'm pretty sure that came out like 10 years later, but whatever. Pretty much. All right, guys. Now, Could you imagine me. Jack Nicholson selling that as a commercial? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that would be oh, the best. Uh, well worth the money. Yes, <laughs> and then Tom Cruise comes in with his mellow yellow. <laughs> <laughs> that would be this. That would hit the spot. The Seven Up spot. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, though that's a lame joke. And speaking of lame, let's move on to our hate section for a few good men. And let's begin with me. Um, so this is this is only slightly a uh, thing I didn't like. I felt like there was a lot of cursing in this movie. But I felt like it wasn't to the point of overboard. Like, I felt like all the cursing that they did was earned. Like, it had a purpose. Yeah, it had a purpose. Yeah. It was to, uh, to punctuate. This cuss word. <laughs> to <laughs> punctuate emotion. Um, it was never used like just, I effing can't effing believe that effing 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 SS, whatever. It, right. it was never just a diatribe of cussing just to cuss. So I, I like the and and I felt like there were moments where they could have cussed that where they said crap or oh my gosh or they didn't say oh my gosh but it was like toned down they didn't yeah. just always yeah. go for the cuss word all the time which I really I appreciated that uh, mm, that like range a variety kind of like going up to a buffet a <laughs> little bit <Yeah>. of everything <laughs> <laughs> it's well, exactly like that Paul yeah it, dealing with the subject matter too of the military like mm. you know they they. There's a reason, like a sailor. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason there's that expression is because the military it's just rampant. Yeah, and so I think for as rampant as it is, it was almost kind of more scaled back a little bit. But yeah, but but yeah, yeah, I agree. Cool, Uh, Nate. What's something you didn't like about the movie? Um, the the first time I saw it, I was I didn't like that they had like a, a they had a single time jump in the movie. They had a single time jump at the which beginning. Kind of confusing. Talk- kind of oh, at the beginning. Oh, yeah. oh, well, you mean when they go back and you see I'm sorry, Santiago? When they go back and you see Santiago Ryan, riding yes. the thing, and it, and it shows Colonel Jessup like talking about him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was almost like expecting, like, why aren't they talking about him in past tense? They're talking yeah. about him in present. Uh, and like the first time I saw the movie, that just kind of tripped me up. Like I could have, I felt like they could have said like. One week ago, or, or you know, yeah. some, something, something uh, like that, to just to contextualize j- it, just to kind of yeah. clarify, because they did that one time jump there, and and they didn't do it for the rest of the movie, and so yeah. I was almost like expecting, oh, are they going to hop back again? Are they mm. going to like? So I was kind of you know trying to like be on guard for that, but uh, they didn't do it. So it just the, like the, 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 after repeat viewings, you know exactly what they're doing, but I think it could have been done just a little clearer. Yeah, that, and that's a good point, especially since they don't continue it on it is sort of like this glaring spot of okay we're gonna yeah. do this this one time yeah that is odd yeah Did most you, movies that go back in time like they at least do it a few times just to kind of and and a lot of times they like reveal some sort of mystery mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that way or something that's been hidden but you know they just chose not to do it on this yeah. one so yeah. at uh, least use a phone booth to go back <laughs> be pa- excellent to each other <laughs> Paul, uh, when you're done partying on, uh, did you, I'm curious, did you find that, um, not, I mean, maybe off putting, but just sort of like, it's a little disjarring, but disjarring you, you get, you get yeah, the idea. You, yeah. You understand, you know, eventually. Yeah. Wait, or yeah. Quick. Disjarring. Yeah. So it wasn't jarring. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Neither. Or both. Just give me a straight answer. Uh, okay. Uh, Paul was something you didn't like. All right, all my dislikes. Um, I'm gonna just—they're—they're—they're they're, they're personal to me, and probably no one agrees with them. And they're silly and dumb. <laughs> okay, then we can just skip them. <laughs> yeah, first silly, dumb dislike. Okay, the movie is called A Few Good Men. Right? <laughs> There's lots but of on, men in this. The on the poster for it, you have oh, two oh men and one woman, <laughs> and it's like. 
Oh, is she supposed to be a man? Like, as someone who I get what they're trying to do, but come on. Well, Paul. It doesn't make sense. Paul, okay. I'm going to defend this a, a little bit. Don't. It's you not can, worth it. You can, even talking you can about call it. It's not even Mankind worth it. doesn't mean All that it's right. only men. If you good mankind. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> You're like, is she going to have an operation? Is she going to yeah. have an operation? What is their goal here? Oh, yeah. my. What are they this trying is to a G.I. Jane. Oh, wow. <laughs> you can't dis- disclose too much, guys. Come on. Uh... Says. Don't ask, don't tell. I know. <laughs> Any other indecent proposals for us, Paul? Well, uh, something else I didn't like. Yeah, or exactly. do you want to go with somebody else? No, no. Oh, okay. This bothered me so much. In fact, it took me out of the movie so much that I paused the movie and turned to my wife, who was watching, with said, "Are you kidding me?" And she's like, "Oh, get over it. I'm right in the middle." Okay, <laughs> at the end. <laughs> During like the most dramatic part, Tom Cruise is going up and he's whispering to Colonel Jessup, Jack Nicholson. Whispering. He's he's talking in like a voice that's so low for dramatic purposes oh. that the stenographer and everyone else in the court wouldn't be able to hear him except for the colonel. And I'm like, come on, this wouldn't happen. He has to talk clearly. Otherwise, the judge would say, raise your voice or... You know, you, no one said you could approach the witness or something. I don't know. It, it just was, took, it was pretty, I know for dramatic. I it, know. Well, let me just but, say it was it was pretty quiet and very tense in that courtroom at that point. That's I think a good you point. could have heard a pin drop. Yeah. Like no, I don't think not the court that the court way. reporter was like ten feet away. Like Exactly. And all the other people, like including Kevin Bacon with the government, would want to know what he's asking his client. And would not put up with that. Okay, all right, I see what you're saying. Paul, did you hear what Tom Cruise said? Yeah, because the microphone. <laughs> then I guess right that's there. what matters, because it's a movie. Oh, because it took me out of the movie. <laughs> all right. I all know right. I'm probably the only one to do no, that. No, no, I, yeah. I, I can't dissuade you of that, I suppose. Uh, something else I didn't like about this movie, I just pretty much only have one other thing before my classic or tragic maker. Um, after. So, and oh, this is you, Paul. You're talking about things that are particular to you. This is probably just me, and I don't know why this just sticks in my craw so much. But after Sam, played by Kevin Pollock, he, uh, he gets off the phone with Tom Cruise and says, uh, and uh, jo- Joanne says, What's up? and he says, Have to go out to Andrews. So he gets his coat and he leaves to go get the logbooks from Andrews. And then after he leaves and closes the door, uh, Demi Moore looks at sort of like looks where he was and looks at the door and nods her head like, yeah, you go do that. Good job. Or I don't know what she was thinking, but just this little head nod thing that it wasn't like, you know what? I saw that for the first time last night. Oh, really? Okay. I saw that for the first time and I was like thinking that was an interesting, the the fact that the editor just chose an extra second Mm -hmm. to leave on there for her, for her choice, her acting choice. Was just kind of was like that was kind of odd, and it, yeah. So that's always bothered me. I always feel like that's. <laughs> I was speaking to her authenticity before. That's the only part that seemed yeah. like. What is going on? Why are you? <laughs> yeah, happening? yeah. Good job, guys. Mm, yeah. I'm not about this. I'm glad you're going to Andrews. I now, do you think? See, I didn't get that take from that nod. Okay. What? What did you? I was get? just like, okay, yeah, fine. You're gonna go, and you're gonna do. You're just gonna charge ahead, and you're gonna leave me here. 
Yeah, you're gonna go do your thing, kind of like. A oh, okay, so that's thing. what you. That's kind of what you picked well, up. Well, but her her facial expression wasn't like that. It, at least I didn't. I didn't see that. It's just like, mm, okay. No, you know what that was like. I honestly think that was one of those things where she didn't know how to finish it, and so <laughs> she, I, no, I bet you, I bet you anything, well, she yeah. thought that they were that they, in the editing yeah, room cut. they were gonna cut before that, and so she probably that could have almost been considered an outtake where she just like. And then everybody behind the camera starts cracking up, and and everybody's like, "Oh, Demi's so silly." That take works, yeah. Okay, Tom. All right. (laughs) Yeah, I think they nailed it. (laughs) So is that lunch, guys? (laughs) So uh, we get it's craft services here. Uh, so that's something that bothered me. Uh, Let's go back to uh, let's see. I think Nate. Yeah, let's go back to Nate. Yeah, um, I thought that I thought the ending. I realized, you know, the ending they just wrapped everything. The ending they wrap stuff up so fast, like yes. just kind of like it's like, well, you're going to jail. Oh, I'm going to go arrest Lieutenant Kendrick. Blah blah blah. blah. I'll see you tonight. You know, and it's just like it's literally like. <laughs> and everyone that hated me in the movie now likes me. Yeah. All right. And now it's all now it's all great smiles. Oh, way to go, Kathy. You know, and it's like. And then, and then the big orchestra swells to a, and there's a giant the end plastered on the screen, and I'm like, wow, that all happened very, that escalated quickly, uh, and and I don't know, I just thought it was kind of cheesy at the end, like uh, I but, sense a running theme because didn't you say the same thing about three men and a baby? Oh, well, I well that just that that, that that was like a piece of footage got cut off. <laughs> just like just just roll credits. We lost the last five minutes. Just just roll. Roll credits. No, no, this this had an ending. I just thought, like, the way it wrapped it up, it was just like, oh, I mean, I almost expected Tom, because Tom Cruise is the last one in the courtroom. Yeah. I almost expected him on his way towards the door to just jump up jump, and click his click heels. Click his heels, yeah. And they would freeze just, like, frame in the just air. freeze frame it. The end. Like, I don't know. There was, I don't know. I, I no, if was, that was played by Kevin Bacon, then it would have. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he would have done his little, you know, footloose move, and wow. everybody yeah. would have just... Yeah, screen. No, I, 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 I liked it. I just, I thought it was a little cheesy. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's I agree. Sm- I agree. It was wrapped yeah. up too quickly, especially with the guy, the military guy, who they were uh, defending the whole time. Right. He didn't like him, and then all of a sudden, he was like, "Oh, oh we did." All of a sudden, uh, uh, the reason why we're being honor- dishonorably discharged is because we didn't uh, did our job. Right, and then now I'm going to salute the officer. You know, and it's right. like I didn't right. like, and it's like that and, was way too quick of a turnaround. But but one mm. thing I also one thing I also noticed too though is that it did end how a stage play would end, and they didn't mm. modify from that. Oh, I didn't think about because that because it was a stage play, yeah. and that is exactly how a stage play would have to end because you couldn't show, you know. Five days later in a bar or something, you know, on the stage, it wouldn't make any sense. It wraps yeah. up in Having one setting location, mm-hmm. and the last person walks off the stage, and yeah. that's exactly how it happened in the movie. So, well, man, maybe so, they did rewrite the ending for the movie, and they're like, you know what? It's not as good as the play. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I okay. Well, that gives me a little bit of pause for my tragic maker, but I mean, you were on this topic, so I'll go ahead and say it. I felt like. That last shot, I felt like it was just an afterthought. Like, uh, we don't know what else to put here, so we'll just show uh, Tom Cruise from above and put the end over it. That'll be good enough. Yeah. It's Friday. We got to go home. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but but I think that oh. point that it was 
came from being a stage player. That makes a lot of sense. So I guess but I got it. Also to- shows him as a character developing, improving. He's not just plea bargaining outside of oh, a court, yeah. but now he's in the court. Yeah, and he successfully true. made it. So it's completing that journey, showing. That's true. All right, guys, undercut my tragic maker. That's fine. And I actually think that those are very valid points. So that's, I actually am not being sarcastic about that, uh, even though I just try to sound it. Um, okay, uh, let's see. Let's go back to Paul. What are a few other things that are just your own to dislike? Um, all the yelling and swearing in court, it just the judge would not have it. And a normal judge, it, if you've ever been into a courtroom, it's very stale and they say not to swear and uh, in a lot of cases and he, there would have been a lot more hammering by him order order in the court but no we have to keep the drama up so let's wasn't just it, let it go wasn't Joseph the only one who cursed i don't know both him. well oh there was Tom a lot Cruise of yelling did? oh yeah uh, yelling yelling yes yes yes, yes. And both did, yes. Oh, okay. I have never been inside an actual courtroom. I got a, it's, uh, I got a <clears throat> jury summons. Once the closest I ever got was, you know, everyone sitting in the ante, not the antechamber, but just sort of just waiting to see if you're going to, like your number was called, so you go and you just wait. You wait all day. And I was never picked for any, picked, for a jury. Yeah. So I, I have no idea what that experience is like, but hmm. anyway. I just thought that there was, uh, an, uh, I mean, I don't even think Judge Judy would allow that much yelling <laughs> in a court. Let's put it that way. She would allow the most, you know? <laughs> uh, well, that that judge can do whatever he wants. He's earned it. Um, oh, that's true. Uh, okay, let's go back to Nate. I, I only have my tragic maker left. Okay. So then Paul. Has any. Oh, all right. Then, okay, I, I said mine. Uh, Nate, let's go with your tragic maker. Wait, was um, your tragic I, maker, Francisco, the ending, the last shot? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. Just okay. Just yeah, wanted to clarify. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought I thought the only character I thought wasn't as three dimensional as the other ones was Demi Demi Moore's character. And hmm, I'll explain okay. why. Mm-hmm. I think her character was portrayed as way too uptight. Mm. Like, and I think I don't know. I think I'm not sure if Aaron Sorkin, when writing it or something, or or who, who, the other guy that that took her, I'm not sure if they thought, you know, oh, she's got to prove herself because she's a woman in the military, so she's going to automatically like be on guard. But she was like on a hundred percent guard well, for she, like at least half the movie. She thought she should be leading this case. Well, she did think she should be leading. I understand why she was upset, but it was almost one of those things where. I don't know. Like, I just thought, like, she didn't give an inch, whereas somebody, even if they were, like, upset, would at least, I don't know, try to be a bit more, I don't know, personable She felt it was her responsibility as, you know, the, uh, her internal investigation that not to let an inch Yeah, but, like, hey, Nate, I strenuously object to this, uh, tragic maker, (laughs) and here's why. Yeah? So, uh, again, I'm to be... Writer Aaron Sorkin got the story idea from his sister, who in re- who in real life experienced a very similar incident at Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay from the Lieutenant mm. Commander Galloway perspective as a female JAG attorney. And then it's the same incident that we talked about at the very beginning. 
Um, so maybe it, that's just how his sister. I, it doesn't her, say his sister's a tightwad. He's so there, <laughs> there you go. Her, her sister's a what? <laughs> her sister's a what? Um, okay, no, no. I look. That's that's fine. That this was like based off of a real thing. I think I think it's fine if like she goes in almost kind of even willing to give five percent of the doubt, like you know, mm-hmm. the benefit of the doubt sort of thing. But it's almost like. The from second one that she met Tom Cruise and just approached him, like it was almost just kind of like, well, this is the guy who's gonna represent the thing, and it should have been me. You know, I don't know. I just I felt like I felt like she was a hundred. She wasn't that feminine. She was. A, <laughs> well, this, the haircut certainly argues that. Um, the uh, <laughs> the uh, but no, no, I don't know. I just I thought she was like at a hundred of that. The, like acting that way and I don't know I just felt like it could have been a little bit more human but that that's just me you, that's you know me. what now that you mentioned that I would say I, I think you're right that her character wasn't as dimensional like, as the others and it almost seems semi-childish that it's like my way or the highway and if I'm not going to get my way I'm going to pout about it we, rather than try to like work out anything, she's like, "I'm going to go to your supervisor." I don't know, like, I, yeah. I don't know. It was just, it, but I mean, I understand her motivation, and mm-hmm. I understand that she she went into it just ticked off. So mm-hmm. maybe she just she had this preconceived you know notion that it's like no matter what this this idiot does, you know, he's he's gonna I'm not gonna be able to work with him. So mm-hmm. you know, she was on guard 100 percent of the time. It just kind of annoyed me. So that's Got all. It. Okay. Yep. Fair enough. Paul, did I'm curious. Did, did Demi Moore's character annoy you at all? No, there was another character that annoyed me. That is your tragic I'm, maker? Uh, yeah, that oh, okay. I'm embarrassed, actually, to say. But this is another thing that's personal. And it was Cuba Gooding Jr. Wait, what? No. Kevin Bacon? <laughs> really, Paul? No, no, no. The it's guy actually... at the diner? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, the, the, the newspaper guy. Newspaper salesman. Yeah. No. <laughs> Was he blind? He was old man selling no, newspapers. No, no. no. At fr- the first scene, I thought he was because he kept basically looking one way. But oh, anyway, okay. okay. Um, no, it was actually the main character, Tom Cruise's <gasps> character. Really? What? Yes. Right. Oh my. Is, okay. This is where I've I've come to. I think it's a personality conflict between mm. him and mine. It's because mm. I've known people like this. This character is written so well that it reminds me of a few people that I know. Oh, interesting. Who are very charming. Uh-huh. And get, it's a lot of people to like him. Very good at what he does, almost like a natural. Uh-huh. Mm. But is Like kind Robert Redford. Kind, not that kind <laughs> of natural. <laughs> good pull. But... <laughs> kind of a baby about things and is a jerk to people and it's kind of like like he says oh yeah um okay don't clean that up don't pick that up and it's like oh oh, okay i won't pick it up i was like why are you listening to him it's like all right everyone at at my place at 10 o'clock even though we've already worked you know 12 14 hours i'd be like forget you i'm getting some sleep (laughs) You know, I know there are I know there are over workers or what do you call workaholics, Type especially a, on these yeah. on these kind of cases. But for weeks at a time, the body's not going to last that much longer. Okay, that's just. But the thing is, is that it's amazing how people and this happens all the time in the real world this character is very well written mm-hmm. i'm not saying there's anything wrong with the writing of the character because it's exactly like real life but people flock around these kind of people and it, it irks me and i don't huh. know why okay 
Because I see their flaws, and I don't see why other people don't. So that's just me. That, so I, I seeing that on the I screen understand. in front of me for two hours kind of annoys okay. me. Okay, but all right. Yeah. Do you have any uh, anything to say to that, Nate? Well, I, I'm just curious, Paul. Do you do you? Um... I'm jealous. Yes, I want more attention to me. <laughs> no, you want to be like you want to be like Tom Cruise. I totally get it. No, I, no, like no. I, I wouldn't no, mind I really having am, his money. I really am curious. Like, are there other uh, Tom Cruise movies around that time? Oh yeah. That that his character annoy you because I think that he kind of in the early in his early movie career, that's kind of only the roles that he would take mm, as far as like just Jerry like Maguire. Like yeah, like yeah, kind of like the, the guy that everybody likes and yeah. the guy that's super skilled, and yeah. um, he just he's Maverick. almost he, like he walks that fine line between smarmy, yeah, and you know, and so I'm just curious, like, are there any other are there any other movies that you kind of got annoyed at his character like that? Here's the thing, is that a lot of those movies, um, I haven't seen in years, and it's only been since through those years that I've met more and more people like this that it's got me kind of oh so these people if you rewatch so it's a matter them, of if I rewatch uh, okay. I one I probably would okay, okay. maybe I wouldn't I don't know just out, maybe, of curi- just out of curiosity when's the last time you saw Top Gun um since I saw it in the theaters why isn't it on the list oh yeah. Wait, and I don't mean you... the re-release of the 3D. I mean like in the 80s. Oh, really? Yeah, the 80s. Yeah. I am yeah. listing that, Paul. Seriously. Yeah. No, uh, I don't the know. Fact I didn't like it then. Seriously. <laughs> well, I don't care. I'm listing. I want to watch it again. Thank you. Yeah, very please, much. please list it, please. And um, Katek will join us well, for that. I'm sure. Anyway, well, I go can ahead. only, I can only assume, Paul, if you were to watch that again. Yeah, I'd feel the you same would, way. Would, no, I think I think I think you would hate. I th- I seriously think you would hate Tom Cruise's mm. character Maverick even more, even more uh, than than Kathy. Given this, as that yeah, probably. Oh yeah, because that is he. That is at the pinnacle of just smart a. You know, yeah. um, like I'm the best, uh, and I yeah. I know it, and, and yeah. I get away with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know. I was just curious about how you. But now I know that you need to watch Top Gun again. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's an order. <laughs> All right, voters, you heard him. That's so funny. The boy who could fly is forty-one, and Top Gun is forty-two. There you go. Anyway, I'd okay. rather watch Boy Who Could Fly. <laughs> I would not, but. <laughs> I think with that we have entered all our firing information into the all our targeting information into the firing computer. Alice, after you I would like to add this extra caveat though. There's a lot of Tom Cruise haters out there. Like they don't like any of the Mission Impossible or any movies he's in. I'm not one of those. I enjoy the Mission Impossibles. <laughs> I I enjoyed uh what is that? Live Die Repeat, whatever that was called, you know. Yeah. So or there Egypt are a lot of Yeah. There are a lot of Tom Cruise movies that I do like. Name so I besides those. There. Name another one you like. Oblivion, I thought was okay. The mm. ending was kind of, but it was. It, it's not bad. Um, I'd have to see a list, but a lot of them I do like. All uh, right. What was okay. that? So far everything, away? everything in the past fifteen years. Oh yeah, Far and Away is pretty good. I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Love Far I, and I, Away. Been, that's that's a guilty pleasure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm not a Tom Cruise hater, but his personality, I'm telling you, the way it's written is just like spot on, and the way he's delivering is spot on, and the way people are reacting is just too close to life. (laughs) A bit too spot on. All right, cool, guys. 
Uh, so now, now I think, please. Alice, uh, firing solution, please. Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Do we rate A Few Good Men a classic? We would recommend that anyone watch this, whether they've yeah. seen it before or not. <laughs> Hold your horses, Paul. A nostalgic. We'd only recommend you'd watch this again if you have seen it before. Um, otherwise, don't don't spend your time to watch this one. Uh, or a tragic. We would recommend, if you haven't seen it before, definitely don't watch it. And if you have seen it before and think you have good memories, just leave those memories alone. Don't rewatch this. Uh, so with that, let's go around and we'll start with our guest host, Nate. How do you rate A Few Good Men? Uh, I still got to rate this one a classic. All righty. I, I love this movie. I've seen it quite a few times. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I would I would not mind recommending this to anybody just to see it at least once, just for the, the dialogue and the mm-hmm. characters. And uh, I just think, yeah, I think it's a great movie. Very good. All right, Paul, what's a you? I'd have to agree with my buddy Nate there that this is a classic. Oh, you totally had me. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's very well written. I'm not saying like, oh, you, you've got to see this, but if it's on, I definitely, if, if you haven't seen it, yeah, put it on your list, but it doesn't have to be today. Yeah. You know? And I think we're all of one mind. I'm a classic too. I, and Honestly, it's it's been a while since I've had. I can't. I it's hard for me to remember the last movie. I mean, honestly, I feel like Cry Kid might be the last time Uncle where Buck. not Uncle Buck <laughs> might be the last movie we covered. Where I'm just like, I'm just watching and enjoying this movie, and it's just such an enjoyment to watch this movie. I yeah. was like, the back of the DVD says riveting, and I thought that was a little cheesy when I first read. But after I'm watching, I'm like, this is pretty riveting. I just, oh, yeah. I just enjoy watching this movie. What about uh, Star well, Wars? I knew it was a, I knew it was a good movie when I had to like actively really search for stuff to dislike about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then I was like, okay, this, yeah. So this is reinforcing my classic <laughs> approach. Of uh, Return of the Jedi, that's that's one that I'd like to just watch again, Paul. To answer you um the rest of the trilogy not as much uh mm. uh but return of the jedi yes i that if we're just segmenting that out and also um i guess back to the future is another one so there there have been a few but i guess movies i wasn't expecting to like as much as mm. i i ended up liking mm. so with that uh the retro rewind podcast rates a few good men a unanimous classic movie. Definitely go check this one out. Now we are going to go to our back to our own time for our new tube section. Alice, bring up the new tube uh, thing. <laughs> new tube systems engaged. I should have said cathodes. Cathodes would have been fun. Uh, hey Francisco, here's your new tube thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Paul. All right, so this is our new tube section where we uh, we you know we we enjoy things that are contemporary, not just retro stuff. So let's go around and share something uh, that's contemporary, whether it's a movie, a book, 
I'm still hoping for an oil painting sometime uh, that we'll get on this new tube, <laughs> just because, you know, that's strange. Uh, but uh, let's begin again with our guest host, Nate. What's new on your tube? Well, you are in luck because I've got an oil painting here. Oh, no, uh, sweet. Oh, no, I really don't. Get my um, hopes up. <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm like probably super super late to the party uh, on on this one. I I realized like a couple months ago that it's like wow I can't remember the last time I've read a book. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've like actually dedicated the time to read. Uh huh. Uh, you know, just like a book from start to finish, like a just a good fiction or sure, or sure. fantasy or something like that. So um, I've never seen a single episode of the Game of Thrones, like the show. Uh, okay, me neither. Uh, I've heard lots of things about it and heard some things that kind of like, okay, I may not want to start mm-hmm. watching that. Yeah, um, in front of the kids. <laughs> in front. Yeah, well, definitely not in front of the kids. But uh, but but I talked with a buddy of mine, and he had read the books. He uh-huh. read all the books up to it, and he's like, I totally see where you're going. He's like, if you haven't seen the show you may want to consider reading the books. And so I started reading the first book, which uh-huh. I'm almost done with. And oh, they're cool. really, they're really big books mm-hmm. and yeah. just so good. Like, and again, I've, I, you know, it's like, Oh, game of Thrones, old, old news, whatever. It's like, no, no. no, it's like, I started reading the books and I think, I think there's something, I'm not saying this justifies anything that somebody might find questionable or, or, or offensive or something, you know, uh-huh. in the but book they earned the cuss word. <laughs> <laughs> they earned me, that effort. No, no, no. It's like I think there's something about reading something as opposed to actually like viewing it. Yeah. And, and especially since in the books, I find that that they don't it doesn't linger on anything that that might be super upsetting or offensive. Mm. Whereas, you know, you hear different things about the show. So for me, I just kind of appreciated being able to read a really good story mm-hmm. and not and not have it, you know, not have all this stuff where it's like, oh, man, I shouldn't even be. I shouldn't, I shouldn't yeah. be watching this. Yeah, so. totally. But I, I find it very enjoyable. The story is very – it just keeps going. It doesn't ever let down. And I, or, I, and it, it, I don't know. It's, 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 a good, it's a good book. I, I enjoy it. I'm going to look forward to reading more of the ones in the series. So Very cool. Yeah. Technical question for you. Are you reading it, or you ha- or are you having it read to you? Oh, good question. Oh, very good question. No, I don't. I don't do the Audible book stuff. Mm. I I read. I read it. Okay. So yeah. No, I I, I work for I, my fiction. I I get I get why people you know do the Audible books like like on if they don't have time to read and they're like listening to it on the way to work or something like mm-hmm. that or mm-hmm. I, I totally get the the need for that. But since I am purposely making time to actually read, no, I I prefer reading every mm-hmm. time. Yeah, are you sorry? One other technical question: Is this electronic book or is it a physical paper book? It is a. It's on a Kindle. So it's yeah. It's uh, (laughs) yeah. At first, at first, I wasn't big on the Kindle reading, but due to its portability and the fact they don't have to lug a book around, it's so like I don't know if I ever want to go back to paper. I used to be a big paper reader, but no, now I'm I'm a Kindle guy now. Yeah, Mm, me too. Um, and as far as it being contemporary, I if you had said. I know I'm late to the party, but have you heard of this Lord of the Rings thing? That's pretty good. <laughs> no, that, that would be uh, that'd be a bit old, but yeah. no. Game I of just Thrones, found I think, this is papyrus from Egypt. Well, I think I think <laughs> you heard of the Bible. The- oh my gosh! 
Let me tell you about my life. (laughs) No, if I if I had said I I started watching Game of Thrones, then yeah, I'm five or six years, you know, behind what people are talking about. But I figure if I start reading the book series, you know, there's only a certain ahead of the game actually. Right (laughs) then, I'm ahead of most illiterates. Yeah, um, (laughs) watch out. (laughs) So anyway, yeah, that's mine. That's cool. Very cool. All right, Uh, Paul, what is new on your tuble? My tuble is actually a little app, and it's called Google Rewards. Okay. And what this is, it's these, you hear like, oh, make money taking surveys, right? Yeah. But this is from Google, and it's an app you can download on your phone um, Mm. uh, for the iOS or Android, and they send a little like three questions like have you been to this store recently and did you have a good experience like there's two or three questions per thing and you get anywhere from 10 to uh 50 cents depending on how you answer uh-huh. and so over the past month i've gotten a, a racked up almost 15 dollars oh wow. nice. uh, that's cool so yeah and it's google money it goes into your google wallet and you can spend it on google play um or wherever Google Wallet is accepted, mm-hmm. and um, and they say that it, it the frequency of how you of how often you get it depends on what city you live in and and uh, things around that how many people are around your area who sure. are also signed up. So um, it, it varies, but um, if you're looking to make a couple bucks on the side. Um, it doesn't take much effort, and it's cool. So I'd recommend Google Rewards. Very cool. Nice. Neat. Sounds quite rewarding. Yes. Uh, I've gotten uh, <laughs> a CD and a couple songs. Nice. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Saving up for a movie. Like uh, something you, else would be. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that semblance of uh, what's new on your two, Francisco. Uh, so interesting that Nate mentioned at the top of like the like section, you like the whole uh, drum core and drill thing. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you guys have seen this on Facebook recently. I think it was just up there the other day. There's this uh, drum band called Top Secret um, or Trum, Drum Core. And just like it is amazing i'll i'll try i'll post the link in the show notes but just the stuff they do i'm drumline. like yeah i mean i've never seen the movie drumline maybe it's like this but man just how coordinated they are i'm like how how much did you have to practice to be able to just do this i'm like yeah. the whole time i'm thinking what if you're just like one slip and one guy just like lost his sticks i'm like <laughs> it's just like shatter it's like looks so marines look like preschool <laughs> <laughs> but uh so uh seek that out i would What's imagine the they're they're i guess drum corps called top secret top um secret. so okay. just yeah good luck googling that <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll post the one that i saw in the show notes with that we have for our new tubes we had the game of thrones books the uh, Google Rewards and Top Secret, a video of the Top Secret Drum Corps Band from uh, Edinburgh. Anyway, now, Alice, will you please bring up the communication satellites? Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. 
All right, we do not actually have any feedback because to uh, break the fourth wall somewhat, we are recording this the day after we record the Bungle Buck episode. <laughs> Used up all the feedback on pretty, that one. Pretty huh? much. I wasn't thinking ahead. <laughs> uh, but um, anyway, so send us feedback. You can uh, wrap something on the bot. Uh, can write in the show notes of this episode or comment on the post. Can rest on Facebook or Twitter or what have you. Um, but I do want to uh, mention for announcements, as always, you can go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash CastYourVote and vote in the movies you want us to cover. And mm-hmm. since, again, we this was recorded right after our Uncle Buck episode, same five movies are still at the top. Uh, so uh, go in and, you know, Vote the movies up that you Which want us to cover. Because I haven't heard the list in like two weeks. All right. all right, all right. This is probably changed from when you, if you went to the site now, when you're listening to this, this is probably not the list. But currently, <laughs> as I'm viewing it, it's War Games, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, uh, The Rock, and Son in Law. Oh, I can't oh. wait for a one mama. <laughs> what, what were you? What were you man, man, man about? What about Bob? What about Bob? Oh, that's a fantastic movie. <laughs> that is so good. That was, oh man! Lesson sign dot lesson sign. Oh, the rock. Yeah, the rock. Like I'm looking forward to times. that. I'm looking yeah. forward to the rock. Um, are you smelling what the rock's cooking? Not that rock. <laughs> Oh my gosh. People's elbow. (laughs) (laughs) That, talk about retro. That is taking me back. My goodness. The only time I ever watched wrestling was when The Rock was on. Um, Otherwise, I think the the only time most people watch wrestling was when The Rock was on. (laughs) Probably, yes. All right, guys. Uh, So, oh, and one other announcement. You can go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash store to check out our new t-shirts. And uh, there's also a hoodie. There's a uh, unisex t-shirt, a women's t-shirt, and a hoodie. So they come in a few different colors each. Uh, and I do want to say that uh, we our goal right now is to get 25 shirt orders. Uh, and I think last I checked, we had four. Uh, but nice. Yeah, which is great. That's way more than zero. Um, but we're, I think it's four more than zero. <laughs> God, uh, if only we had a few more. Good <laughs> anyway, uh, we're, uh, just so you're, you know, we're, we're doing this, uh, Teespring campaign, uh, to raise money for a better software for editing and a little better equipment, just to better streamline this whole podcasting thing we're doing because we love doing it and we'd like to keep doing it and doing it better and do it better. Uh, so you have until the essentially we want to hit our goal of 25 shirts sold by February 24th, 2016. And if things are successful, the shirt should still be there if I'm reading Teespring right. But if not, it may go away. So get in on it while the getting's good. (laughs) Again, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store. All right. Now, before we head back to NavPoint Omega, Paul, what's going on? You know what? (laughs) Next time, we're going to stay in the year 1992 for the movie Stay Tuned. Ah. Until... I guess we have to go back because we came back. Anyway. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> All right. 
But until then, you can find us on theretrojunkies.com and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher and support us through Patreon and PayPal. And if you see us walking down the street, just give us five bucks. Say, hey, you need better equipment. Here's some money. <laughs> and you can uh, follow us on uh, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook. But if you want to find me specifically, you can go to pauljpowers.com where I have my social media links. Awesome. Thank you, as always, Paul. You were being an awesome friend, co-host. Yes, plain I, old human being. Plan, right? Well, I, I think you're a human being. I don't know. I, I guess you could be an alien, and I just don't know it. But <laughs> Either way, we, you're plain. We need to cover enjoyable. Men in Black, I guess, so that I can uh, maybe. find out. Uh, but <laughs> I also want to thank Nate for coming back. It's so awesome to have you back. And Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Always fun. And where can our listeners find you online, and is there anything you'd like to promote? Uh, you can always promote the podcast that I'm occasionally on now. Uh, you can go to uh, breakroomstudios.com. With a, it'll, there'll be a link there to Pop Mockers, which is the show that uh, my buddy Chris and I do. And, mm-hmm. uh, and if anybody needs any high-quality uh, professional narration, oh, yeah, uh, they can go to my Fiverr profile at fiverr.com slash Nate Henderson. Do you awesome. do any voices besides Jack Nichols? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, whatever people ask, I'll let them know if I can if I can do it. Nice. <laughs> so. I like your. Uh, uh, I, I listened to your Fiverr uh, like a little bit ago. I'm trying to remember. Oh. Which one? Uh, there's one that stood out that I really liked. Um, <laughs> I thought they were all somebody, good. Somebody asked me to do a Christopher Walken, which I thought oh, was really? kind of. I thought it was kind of poor, but <laughs> they, they apparently liked it. Well, well that's good. At least yeah. they're that's a happy what customer. Works. Yes. Yeah. Well, it was weird because they asked me to do it for like a, an actual ad. And it, oh, really? And the, Chris, the Christopher Walken voice had nothing to do with anything <laughs> the ad had to say. But apparently the guy just really wanted a Christopher Walken impression for this serious supposed-to-make-him-money ad. So <laughs> okay. I, whatever. Yeah, go figure. I go hope figure. He's, he had that discretion, that uh, voice delivery. Voice celebrity was impersonated you know oh yeah I, I, what did i see I, I was it a v some somewhere they had a morgan freeman <laughs> uh no it wasn't morgan freeman at the bottom of the commercial it says celebrity voice was impersonated, impersonated yeah oh interesting yeah, yeah. Huh. and but it was like a legit like one of these huge name brand banks or something i forget <laughs> weird why, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but I remembered it was the old time instructional video. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> that's a fun one to do. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. I, I enjoy that one. Anyway, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you can find me, Francisco, on Twitter at uh, fxruizx, or I check more frequently at Retro Rewind Cast. And I want to promote my services as a web and graphic designer. You can check out my portfolio at fxrdesign.com if you want to see the type of stuff I do. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. I really, really, truly, truly, really, really mean it. Uh, And deeply do. And uh, for subscribing, supporting, and sharing this podcast. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete Proceed to Nap Point Omega And return to base
Got authorization from Aunt Jenny. As we bore Nate. <laughs> That's impossible. While we're waiting. It's... Ooh, a challenge. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay. I have a pig here. All right. I'm ready. I have a drill for a hole that I can bore. Ah, I get oh, it. Oh, that's where you're going. Yeah. I get jokes. Uh, <laughs> uh, 